let me see. First one was Nelly. He quote unquote accidentally uploaded a video of himself giving head on his Instagram, and I was even shocked that it. I was even shocked that it was on. It made his Instagram on the first place. That shit is starting to get as sensitive as TikTok. You like some black women can't even upload an ass crack without somebody cracking down. And if it's not Instagram themselves cracking down, it'd be a fucking troll or a hater. It's happened to me. It's happened to me before. Not me, you know, you know, showing parts of myself. I'm talking about there'd be women I would promote back when I was doing the OnlyFans reviews. And I would promote that shit. And whenever I put the picture up, they like it's either somebody will report it. I don't know why. I mean, I really don't know why. I can't even, you know, draw back on that. I don't know why. Or Instagram itself. And you can tell when it's somebody that reported as opposed to Instagram itself cracking down. Like, if there's a post, if you post something, let's say you post a half-naked girl, you know, and it takes maybe two hours for it to get flagged and taken down. Then, yeah, somebody reported your shit. Somebody's being a hater. But if you post something within that minute and it gets immediately taken down, that wasn't a person. That was Instagram. That was that. That was the fucking app. And again, I don't know why it's still picking chooses what to like flag down, but whatever. I'm just surprised at the fact that Nelly was able to get off him getting head off on his Instagram. And I don't know how long it stayed up, but you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and then you know, Lil Fizz showed his big fizz or his mushroom fizz. And let me let me just get this out of the way. I didn't see none of this shit. I didn't see none of this shit. Like, I'm secure with myself, but not enough to where I'm going to willingly look at niggas, go out of my way to look at niggas' dicks. So, back to that. You know, somebody, <clears throat> turns out, Lil Fizz has an OnlyFans. And no, I will not be reviewing that. Lil Fizz has a... OnlyFans and somebody, you know, screenshot the OnlyFans content and felt the need to share Lil Fizz, Mushroom Fizz. And furthermore, let me remind you that screen shooting someone's content and posting up there is wrong. It's just wrong. You know, you're, te- you're technically stealing. You're technically stealing. But then again, every one of us be on Pornhub looking at stolen content, so... That's a that's a kind of dicey thing as far as like if we're gonna do it to the it's wrong shit. Like I'm still a champion of if you want to see something, buy it. You shouldn't be looking at stolen content. But again, we all surf on websites that have stolen con- stolen content. So hell, we still share our passwords with other our Netflix passwords with other people. So so yeah. So that makes two. The third one was real fucked up. Um, someone had had gotten a hold of Isaiah Rashad's sex tape, and it turned out to be a threesome with 
two other guys. Wow. Now, first of all, like, let me not say that I didn't know Isaiah Rashad's was gay because I never really kept up with TD like that other than like Kendrick Lamar and even then Bear Kendrick Lamar and Scissor and even with the both of them barely you know but let me not say I didn't know that Isaiah Rashad was gay because it wasn't meant for us to, to be known that he was gay his sexual his sexuality was is none of our business still but whoever came across that sex tape had to have been somebody close to him. <clears throat> it had to have been somebody close to him Cause That's really fucking intimate That's really fucking intimate I like And for the most part Whoever saw that sex tape It was clear as day it was him Again I thank god I didn't seek these out I didn't look at none of this Like free willy Free willy Wednesday shit I do not be Purposely out here looking at dicks. But out of everything that was going down, the Isaiah Rashad shit caught my attention the most. Because again, somebody leaked that intimate part. Somebody leaked that intimate that intimate part onto the world, which first of all, it's illegal. That's revenge porn, for one. Like I've blocked people for revenge porn. <clears throat> So, you know what I'm saying? So, that's for one. For two, again, that shit is intimate. And for three, he, like, he, that was basically him coming out the closet, but not on his terms, which is fucked up, in my opinion. That's really fucked up. Like, if he, like, his sexuality is his sexuality. If he wanted to come out, that should have been on his terms. Not no fucking hacker. Not no troll. And you know. The goofy niggas. Going to respond. Not even just goofy niggas. Just homophobic people in general. Going back to referencing his songs. I never understood that dumb shit. Even going as far as back to. Um, Frank Ocean. When. He dropped Channel Orange. And he had this note. He came and. I don't know if it was from his Tumblr or it was within his album notes. But it was basically a love letter to his male crush. Soon as soon as that came out, niggas just took his song the wrong way. Oh, Frank Ocean was singing about niggas. Oh, Frank Ocean was talking about dick. Oh, and I'm like, well... What does him liking guys have to do with the song? If you thought he was singing about you, then that says more on you than it does on him. But fuck that, he get all right then. Like, do you go to sleep dreaming about a dick? Dreaming about his dick in your mouth? Like, what? And that was the same shit with the Isaiah Bashar shit. And thank God that there was more people being supportive towards him. It may have been like, not even may. It was. Some of it was worded kind of weird. And when I say weird, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about your sexuality. And and some people really meant, I could tell some people really meant well when they said that because what they're saying is basically, 
I'm not, I don't judge you on who you sleep with. I judge you on your character and you're a good ass dude. And I get it. Some of this shit may come off worthy, weird, but you know, you could tell when it's from a good, you could tell how shit is worded, but it came from a good place as opposed to how shit was intentionally worded weird so niggas could be funny. And then there's, you know, the trolls being trolls. Oh, Isaiah Bishop's rapping about niggas or, re- or referencing one of his songs where he's talking about top or some shit like that. And, you know, it's not only niggas being homophobic, but niggas just being childish. Even if you're like 30-something years old. Oh, he was talking about sucking dick. And I'm like, what? He was talking about sucking dick. I And again, I've already blocked a couple people behind that. It's like, it's 2022 and homosexuality is still a taboo subject for y'all. Still taboo. Y'all, y'all make it sound like that nigga was rapping to you about sucking your dick. Is that what you wanted? No? All right, then. Like, with me... Homosexual, I I never cared about when I I never cared about who you slept with behind closed doors. That was never a matter to me. Only thing I judge a person on is their character, their principles, what they stand on, how they treat other people, how they treat themselves. Who you kissing in the bedroom, dog? I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. I never fucking care. I remember when I did jury duty and me and this gay guy just like kicked it during lunch. And like he told me like out of all the guys there, he he thought I looked attractive. But he was afraid to say it because he told me like in his past experience, expression expressing attraction towards another guy got him swung on. I'm like, nah man, like you good. You good. If anything, I'm flattered. A gay nigga finding you flatter, that's how you know you that nigga, in my opinion. When a when a gay when a woman and a gay man find you attractive, you're that nigga for real, for real. Now when a gay man thinks you ugly, then you have something to worry about, in my opinion. Like I know I know people be saying, I know people be saying, um, what's the word? Everybody's ugly to someone. Which is true, but if you're ugly to a gay man too, wow. You might have to start start back to the drawing board or some shit. Like niggas be weird when a gay nigga finds you attractive. I'm like, why? You gonna you gonna flirt you gonna flirt back with him? Like I don't understand. It's 2022 and sexuality is still taboo. Like, sex itself is taboo. And I've talked about that before, but sexuality is still taboo. Homosexuality is still taboo. And I always said that. Let me not always say it because I don't think I said it here. But, like, throughout my life, I've always said that if niggas were... Let me not say niggas. If men were allowed to explore their sexuality without judgment... Shit, would, life would be a little bit more easier with them. I've always felt like there was some men growing up like that went through that moonlight shit, if not similar. Like wanting to explore 
shit up things about themselves that they couldn't really understand, but because of the environment they were in, because of the type of parents that they had, you know, they weren't like, I wanted to say, I, I keep saying they weren't allowed in because like, as if it was like against the law and shit, like, but, and when I say against the law, I keep thinking about Jamaica because being homosexual in Jamaica gets you killed from what I understand. And, but I'm talking about in the U.S. here, especially in the black areas. In the environment that you're in, the parents that, the parents that you're raised under, you know, you're surrounded by fucking hyper, either both hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity. Shit. Earlier, my sister told me that, you know, my stepfather, my late stepfather wouldn't even put Vaseline or lip chap on, or lip chap on his lips because he was a very hyper masculine man. He thought that shit looked quote unquote gay to him. So he would always lick his lips like he was LL Cool J or put spit on it and wipe him, or just wipe the shit with a napkin or some shit. He never put lip, like lip chap on. Meanwhile, I'm, meanwhile, I told my sister, like, look, like, I'm not, I'm not having no ashy looking lips for the sake of hyper masculinity. Fuck that. My, like, ain't nothing masculine about having ashy ass looking lips. Fuck that. So if I have lip chap, I'm going to put on some lip chap or chapstick. It's not like I have fucking... Glossy lip gloss or lipstick. It is lip chap. Is to prevent my lips from looking ashy as fuck. It's not a fucking signal that I'm about to suck some dip. It is strictly for my lips. Whoever takes it another way, that's on them. That's their sexuality. That's them. That's their deep. That's their homosexual demons to fight or fuck. Either way. And while we're on the subject of homosexuality, um, earlier I was on Twitter for a little bit. I didn't really stay on the full day because I was out and about in New York. I said that shout out to the men that are mature and secure within themselves enough to like go shop for their girl in a sex store. And I meant it. Because I don't think niggas will be so immature and insecure with themselves that I couldn't even imagine them going into something like a sex shop or a sex store. I've been doing this since my 20s. In the beginning, it was just I would just go in there to buy the porn DVDs. Like it went from buying the bootlegs for five dollars in the hood to now. I want to get the official joints because, you know, the thing with buying the bootlegs and shit, like, you can only play it for, you can only play play but for so long. After a while, them shits get defective. Them shits get defective. So, I keep seeing shit. You're going to have to go and cop the real thing, which is way more expensive. I'm talking, depending on what you get. If you get the compilation, the compilation, Wow. Comp the variety DVD, I must just say that. You know. 
If you get the variety DVDs, them shits would be like maybe $20, $30 if you get them on the discount rack and shit. But all the other shits be like $40, $50, $60. And they'd be worth it if you know what you, if you know what you're looking for or willing to get. You know? And I would go to them fucking sex stores in Times Square, 34th, um, even the village. Especially the village. Not all like not all of them shits is all gay. You know, it, and again, it only depends on the sections you go to. You know. In the beginning I would just get the porn DVDs for myself. And they'd be worth it. Sisters on the Wild Side, Booty Talk, them Latina DVDs. All them shits was fire. But as time went on then, you know, when I was dating somebody and um, she was looking for her first sex toy and shit. I would, I think I was the one that bought her first sex toy because she still has it to this day. This um, this um Hitachi one. I think it's the plug-in shits. Just the plug-in shits. But um, yeah, I got that shit from a sex store. Got that shit from the sex store. Her first one, her first dildo. I bought them shits. Yeah. Why? Because I liked her. Two, we were dating. So if that's some shit she want to experiment with, I'm down for that. As long as that dick don't come near my body. <laughs> Again, I'm secure enough to shop for a sex toy with for my girlfriend at the time, for our relationship. But at the same time, I don't mean use them shits on me. No anal plugs here. Sorry. No dildo near me or my, sorry. That's for you. Now, if you want me to use the wand on you, then yeah, that's the shits. But other than that, I didn't have any qualms, you know, shopping for a dildo with my girlfriend. And the average nigga would be looking at you crazy just for even looking at the day. Like, hey, yo, my guy, you, like, that's not like just because you're again just because you're shopping for a sex toy with you like unless you plan on using them for yourself unless you're you're curious to see what the dick tastes like then yeah by all means. But other than that, it's like niggas get weird about it. Like niggas be volunteering their homosexuality or their curiosity whenever they comment on certain shit, and you can catch it. To me, you can catch it. I said on one of my Instagram videos, I meant that shit. It's to the point where niggas be watching everything. Pocket watching, even dick watching. Dead ass. I seen a nigga commenting some. I think a girl posts ass and some dude commented on the girl's ass. And I kid you not, some nigga said, some guy said, and I quote, I don't know, man. I don't think you have enough. Me, I don't think you have enough meat for that. What the fuck? I don't think you have enough. Like that? Mm-mm. How do you, how a man tells another man, this is where I draw the line. How does a man tell another man that's commenting on a woman's picture, I don't know, bro, I don't think you have the meat for that. 
the fuck? How do how would you well how much meat do you think it requires to fuck a girl? Because apparently you've been looking at somebody's dicks long enough to know what kind of dick she requires. That's weird, bro. That's fucking weird. That's what I mean. Y'all with y'all curiosity of homosexuality be coming out and y'all don't even know it. Y'all be suppressing that shit for so long. That that shit's starting to come out in other weird ways until you deal with that shit head on or, you know, I don't know. Other times is when niggas be telling other niggas, yo, I think you look ugly. All right, what kind of niggas do you find attractive? Go seek that out. Like, you can take the path to the Christopher Street. You know, look at niggas all you want, bro. I do not knock it, but... It's, it's just that weird shit. Come on, man. When I say weird shit, I don't mean... When I say weird shit, I mean the homophobic shit. All right. Again, in my personal opinion, I still think that guys be low-key curious into seeing what other niggas is like. At least Isaiah Rashad was living his truth. He wasn't hiding his truth. He was living it. It's just... Whether he was going to come out with it publicly was his business, you know? And it's great to see that more people was, like, rallying for him. Like, that shit was fucked up. We we still riding with you, you know? It doesn't matter who you sleep with. It doesn't take away the fact that to them, based on their experiences, he's a good person. And that's all that should matter, you know? And let me not say that it was mainly niggas being homophobic. Women be homophobic too. Women be homophobic too. And it's just as weird. To me, it's just as weird. It's just as weird. Wow, niggas be sucking dick and dick. I'm like, okay, sis. Like, you want to take pointers from them? Maybe you, maybe you have, maybe you would enjoy sucking dick more if you would take their advice instead of hating on them. Like, Women be homophobic. Women be homophobic. I don't want to say they don't even know it, but they be knowing it. Now, on second thought, I, w- I will say they don't even know it because they be raised under that hyper-masculine shit and, internal- and internalized misogyny in the process. Like, some women be growing up. Some women, how they raise, again, they're, they be raised on, in the hyper-masculine, toxic masculine environment and they fucking daddies be hyper-masculine as fuck. Whether he's a drug dealer nigga or a nine-to-five nigga or two, three jobs nigga. Hyper-masculine as fuck. You know, and that's the shit they was raised under so that's what they expect of the type of men they come across. You know, so... Hearing, seeing shit like that be off-putting, you know? So, yeah, man. But um, I say that to say, like, if you niggas are that curious, don't knock it till you try it. Maybe that'll set you free. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a one-time thing and that'll be... Maybe it'll be a one-time thing like that guy in um, Insecure. Maybe it'll be for the rest of your life thing, but... If you're curious, try it. 
You know, sexuality is a spectrum. You can really do whatever the fuck you want. As long as it makes you happy and not hurting you or anyone else. You know? Other than that, if a nigga living his truth or anyone living their truth shouldn't bother you in particular. Because it's not like you're going to get AIDS by proxy just by standing next to him. I mean, again, it's 2022. There should be no excuse for that type of ignorance. You know, so... um. This water hit. Um, let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to speed run through this real quick. Um, Super Bowl just passed recently, and when I say recently, I'm, I'm saying it's Tuesday, so Sunday. Um, people didn't really give a shit. I mean, I'm not gonna say people didn't really give a shit. There was people that gave a shit about the Super Bowl, but there was more people that gave a shit about the halftime show. And those are the people that are really not into sports like that. Yo, um, let me see. Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Anderson Pack was on the drums. So that was up. Um, yo, Mary did her usual one-two step. I ain't gonna hold it. She was looking kind of thick. She she was kind of looking type of thick. I ain't gonna hold it. I never really. Looked at Mary J. Blige in a sexual way up until like recently. Like, oh shit. Because I was raised on Mary J. Blige. Like my uncle, both my uncle and my mother, like respectively, would listen to Mary J. Blige's What's the 411 and my life. I still remember my uncle driving me through the Lower East Side playing real love or what's the 411 you know my mother replaying the my my I think that's her favorite album my life we're playing that shit through the album so I was raised off Mary J Blige as I was growing up so I never looked at Mary J in that manner up until like you know after her divorce from fuckboy can do she got more thick got more her, her melanin got more bronze and shit. And it's like, oh, shit. Wow. Mary looking kind of good with her little, with her two stuff. <laughs> and she was definitely looking good at that fucking Super Bowl, bro. I don't know why I'm saying, bro. Yo, I'm too grown for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, Dre did his shit. And then came Eminem. He, I mean, Dre still said fuck the police and it's still DRE and it's on DRE. That, honestly, I was suspecting that. Come on. Niggas, niggas forget. Dre was in NWA. Fuck the police. Fuck, fuck, fuck the police. I was just, I was suspecting that rebellion regardless. So I wasn't surprised about that. Nor I was, nor. If anything, I'll say I'm more surprised that he actually knew his way on on the piano. Because that was around the time Eminem kneeled. I just thought it was I ain't gonna hold it. I was I thought that was like part of his act and shit. I know that was him, you know, doing the Kaepernick kneel shit. I ain't think nothing of it. I really didn't think that at all. 
Not until I got on again Twitter and saw differently. And it was like, I was like, uh, there y'all go, fake Karen again. Y'all didn't care when Cap took the deal because it didn't stop y'all asses from watching football. So I know you don't care nothing about this Eminem deal and shit. For all I know, it really could have been a part of his act. But, you know, y'all niggas look for something to get outrage over every fucking day. So, like, all because, so because of white rapper Neil, it hits differently. This is the ally shit we're talking about. Y'all motherfuckers are too, y'all motherfuckers is too easily impressed. And this is why it's going to be a minute before we get the quote-unquote progress that we want. Because y'all fall for the trap. Y'all fall for the gas every fucking time. Just like I saw y'all dumbasses inviting a white quarterback to the fucking cookout because he made a few throws or a few catches. The fuck is wrong with y'all? All it takes is the little bit of performative shit and... Y'all want to get this imaginary cookout or the imaginary black car so they can say nigga. Y'all try to do that dumb shit with Eminem. I I don't know whether y'all trolling or y'all for real. It be both, really. But y'all niggas be... Y'all fall for the goofy shit every time. Hook, line, sinker. So, you know, I'm going to just let the goofy be goofy. I'm like y'all, I'm going to actually listen to Nipsey. Put the goofies on goofy time and keep it pushing. Y'all keep promoting them niggas if you want. This is, the only, this is the only generation where if you don't like somebody, you promote them more. And then when you call it out, like they look at you like you're stupid. Nigga, I kid you not, to this day, um, DMX second album, Blackout, the posse cut with X, the locks, and Hove. I like Styles Peace verse, one of his lines. I, I utilize, I be utilizing that to this day. If I don't like a nigga, I don't even be bothered. That's it. If I don't like somebody, I don't want to be bothered by them. I don't want to interact with them, and I damn sure don't want them interacting with me. I don't want to support anything they have going on in any shape, way, form. Fuck them. Block, delete, whatever the fuck. That's it. They're dead to me. As far as I'm concerned, they never even existed to begin with. Y'all don't like somebody, and y'all continue to engage with them. Y'all don't like somebody, and you follow them. Y'all don't like somebody, and you repost their work. What? This is why I started calling people confused fans. Because y'all don't like them. Y'all don't quote unquote like them so much, but you still engage with them. You're a fan. You're a confused fan, but a fan nonetheless. It's something about them that you admire. It's something about them that you wish you can see in yourself. I wish I had the confidence that they had. I wish I was creative like them. I wish I had people. I wish I was likable like them. I wish I had people interacting with me. That comparison shit is going to trip y'all up every fucking time. 
And y'all wouldn't be so swept up on social media shit if y'all had more going on in your real fucking life. But y'all spend more time in the, in the fucking secondary world trying to make a life out of that. I mean, yeah, it can get you into some opportunities, but damn, you still need some real world experience. At some point, you're going to have to meet these people in real life. At some point, you're going to have to get seen for the consequences of you of the shit you say online. That's why some of y'all be fucking developing your... That's where some of y'all be developing your personality from. Because y'all niggas is socially inept. You don't interact with people. Y'all don't have emotional intelligence. That's why you be having the same fucking conversations. Because y'all don't date. Y'all don't talk to people that actually like you. Y'all talk to people that are as fickle and indecisive as you are. You don't even know yourself. You trying to learn yourself through 280 characters? That shit don't make no sense. Cut it out. Go out in the real world. Get vaccinated. Develop social skills. Develop emotional intelligence. You know, find your identity by talking to different people and similar people. That's it. That's it. That's all I got for you. Um, yeah, so that Eminem deal is nothing more. I'm going to just say that shit was part of his act. Because I'll be damned if I look at that shit as um, symbolism or whatever the fuck it is. But um, as... I'm recording this. Valentine's Day probably already passed. So again, I'm gonna be the app. I'm still I'm gonna remain the advocate for buying sex. You know, at the end of the day, it's not hurting anybody, it's not hurting society, quote unquote. It's not a, like it's not affecting anybody's wallets. If you're lonely and you're horny and you're tired of the solo DJ sets or you're tired of, you know, jerking them, jerking yourself. Hire a sex worker. I done told y'all the long route, short route too many times. You know, you're not hurting anybody. You're not affecting anybody. It's just niggas, again, people are not secure with themselves to move how you would move or how I would move. Not even how I would move, how I move, period. You know? Is again, as long as you make sex workers feel safe and comfortable, that's always the thing. Regardless, whether it's a sex worker or your employee or your friend or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever the fuck, always give them a safe and comfortable atmosphere, regardless. Give them a safe and comfortable atmosphere. Make them like they should they should always feel safe around you and and not have to wonder whether or not they're going to make it home or shit or make it out alive always give them a safe and comfortable atmosphere don't be weird don't waste their time and pay the money that's it you will get your fucking fun if it's what you seek there's no shame as time as time goes on i'm learning i'm Learning that fucking women really be paying for dick. I think I might have said it on the show before, but it really didn't dawn on me that women really be paying for dick. Because there was this clip of 
a supposed sipping paint. But now looking back, it was definitely an uh, uh, an adult area and shit because this black male new model was doing the helicopter trips. And then next thing I know, she like this lady is sucking his dick. <laughs> but I ain't seen no fucking easels or brushes. So I'm like, oh shit, okay. She's sucking dick. My only thing is, is like, even if they, even if the sex worker, male sex workers were tested, it's like, you don't know where that mouth has been. I just hope she. I just hope homie got his homie got his shit sucked on with a condom on. That's it. That's it. Even then, she don't like she don't know where he's been. That's just reckless. That'd be like me seeing a nigga eat stripper pussy in the middle of a in the middle of a the pole and shit in the stage and shit. You don't know where she's been. You living dangerously, my guy. I mean, I know that Victoria's Secret lotion and body glitter look and smell good and shit, but that don't mean to be caught up in the rapture. That's how you get some shit. Penicillin can't move, remove. Like, that's how you end up with a fucking herpes lip. Like, that ain't cool. Some shit you cannot get rid of. Sir, that shit on Sapel, so herpes, I'll be with you to the end. Like, ah, man, girls ain't like, and even people are not mature enough to like be 100% informative about STDs and shit. So, yeah, like, all I would say, like, but again, that's derailing from the point. The point is, as I learn, women more women are paying for sex, whether it's dick or pussy. They definitely pay for sex. It was always this thing that women don't pay for dick. We get dick for free. Women don't pay for sex. We get it for free. Turns out there'll be a bunch of y'all getting it for free. And the more I think about it, there's been a couple of women that told me that they pay for dick on two separate occasions. Two different women. Two separate occasions. They both paid for dick. So it's like. It's not. It's just. Like men paying for sex. It's taboo. Any money spent on dick. Is a bad investment. Well apparently. It must not be that bad of an investment. Because they're getting their money's worth. It's just. Taboo. For the same reason. Men paying for sex. Is taboo. You're less of a man if you pay for if you gotta pay for pussy. You're less, which means you're probably less of a woman. You don't have respect for yourself if you're paying for dick. And that's and again, that shit has always been stupid for me because why is it in the same bracket as sexual assaults and shit like that, and misogyny? To me, it's not because not all because first of all. Not all sex workers are traumatized, mentally ill people. Not all sex workers have an addiction to feed. You know, not all sex workers are being human trafficked. You know, 
I know that's the common three. I know that's the common thing that sees that seems to be sprinkled around. But some women and some men just do it because that's what they chose to do. That's what they want to do, whether it's for the money or whether it's just a better career thing for them. That's their choice. You know, some of them, some of them are educated people. Some of them have businesses. Some of them went to college or going to college. Some of them have families. Some of them have other shits going on. Some of them have very, very high IQs. So it's just they're not you. They're not used to hearing that. You don't really hear that that often. Instead, you just hear the other shits, which are again are still a real thing. No sex traffic, sex trafficking, addiction, shit like that. But there are some people that willingly do that shit. And again, more power to them. I'm just bringing all this shit up because I want to destigmatize, you know, supporting sex work. As long as you're not hurting other, again, as long as you're not hurting other people, as long as you're not hurting yourself, as long as you're not, you know, hurting these sex workers, everything's all right. Guys, buy whatever you want to buy. Women, buy whatever you want to buy. I know there's some nights you're going to get tired of that sex toy in your hand. Fuck. It is what it is. Um, but um, as I'm thinking about it, you know what? Let me get this shit out the way. Um, Wednesday, Thursday. This Thursday will officially... Make it a year for the Riley Randall's podcast. I said I was going to talk about it, and here's the talk here. A year, a year ago, I finally decided to like finally do the podcast. You know, let me go further back to that. Um, okay, OnlyFans reviews take off. Well, OnlyFans reviews take off. I'm overwhelmed with attention, both positive and negative. You know, you know the trolling, the praise, the criticisms, you know, immediately the teeth jokes. <laughs> Those shits have died, died down since. Like, that's the thing. When the attention dies down, so do the jokes. So, I'm cool. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, and other names start following me, and other names start reaching out to me eventually. Specifically, two names on two separate occasions: Van Lathan and Hovain. First, Hovain reached out to me. I think he was the first one to reach out to me. I knew who I knew who he was by name, but I didn't but I wasn't aware of the role he played in the hip hop industry. You know. It wasn't until I looked him up. I knew he was involved in the hip hop world, but I didn't know how much of a big role he played in that. Um, turns out I think he managed Troy Ave at one point before they had a fallen out. Doesn't even speak on dude. Not even once. He just he just keeps it pushing. Even to this day, you know, um, 
He offered me. I mean, he said I could get a bag. He's the one that said I could get a bag off the Army fans review shit. I never leaned into that. <laughs> um, and then you know, Van Lathan, you know, would interact with my shit every now and then. He would interact with my shit every now and then. And um, one day he just DM'd me his number, told me to call him, or I DM him my number, and. He said he called me, and he did call me. He did call me. This was around the time where the Joe Button podcast was imploding. That's how I remember it, because this is around the time the Joe Button podcast was imploding when Rory and Maul was there, and that's when the fallout happened. Or that's when the fallout was about to happen. No, a second thought, that was when the fallout was about to happen. It didn't happen yet. Joe Budden and Charlemagne was having their little back and forth. But yeah. Um, Van Lathan reached out to me. He's the one that seeded the idea of me doing the podcast. But originally, he seeded the idea of me doing an OnlyFans review only type of podcast. You know, in the beginning, I was skeptical, skeptical about it. You know how when you say a word wrong? You know how when you say the word correctly, but mentally it still feel like you said it wrong, so you keep saying it over and over and over? <laughs> That's me today. Uh, the shrooms high must be still lingering, but anywho. Um, in the beginning, I was, you know, hesitant on the idea of doing a podcast because... I felt like there's more to doing a podcast than just, you know, coming on air, talking shit for 40, 45 minutes and leaving. There's a formula to it. There's a science to it. You know, that's why some of the podcasts are successful today. And that's why you don't hear about the ones that aren't. (laughs) You know, in the beginning, I just knew about, you know, podcasts like, Joe Button podcast and Tax Season and Combat Jack RIP, um, the Read Friend Zone shit like that. I knew about those podcasts, but then you know, after I was on Hard or Soft Pod, that's when I kid you not. After being on Hard or Soft podcast, that's when I discovered like there were more that had just. A large, just a sizable fan base, and still growing. Harder soft, harder soft pie being one of them. So shameless being one of them. Um, horrible decisions. I wound up discovering that. You know. Um, what else? 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 Um, Kings with Kiki. She was on here. Um, what else? Um, uh, stay busy with Armand. You know, there's more podcasts with a growing fan base. The Mighty Metahumans, that's another one. You know, comics, sci fi, all that shit. And not to mention Van Lathan shit. I, but what I knew about him at the time was he had the Red Pill, Blue Pill podcast before he jumped on the Ringer shit. So he was telling me how the podcast should work. Man's even offered to like help me out, you know. But I kind of put a pause on it 
Because, again, I really wasn't sure on it. I just didn't want to try something to just fail. <laughs> but um, he felt like I should take advantage of it during like a specific window. But, you know, I still dwelled on it. So fast forward, you know, the OnlyFans review hype was dying down. The attention was dying down. And, you know, once the hype dies down, the attention dies down, that's when people start backing away from you. Matter of fact, let me dial it back some. While the hype was still up, uh, Kay Vega, she, you know, reached out to me. And even she seeded the idea of me doing some type of podcast show or whatever the fuck. And again, I was hesitant on it. You know, basically, now the more that I think about it, what all three of them had in common was they wanted me to lean in more on my OnlyFans reviews, you know, clout thingy. And in a way, they wanted to benefit off me. Not even in the way. They wanted to benefit off me. Let's call it what it is. Them niggas would not be... Them niggas never even heard of me until this. So, they wanted to use it, use me, and use it to to capitalize it for themselves. They just made that shit seem like it was for my benefit. You know, looking back. But anyway, yeah, K Vega. She even reached out to me and said I should do something with the OnlyFans review shit. Basically make it to a show, whether it be a podcast show or, you know, some shit for YouTube. But um again, I seeded that the that idea. I never really leaned to leaned into it. But um yeah. Um the OnlyFans hype starts dying down, which means the attention starts dying down, which means the interest from people started dying down. I can't get a hold of whole vein now. Van Lathan won't return my calls. K Vega keeps treating. I reached out to K Vega once whenever I did decide to do the podcast. She, like, because I didn't have a structure for it, she didn't want to jump on it with me. Only for her to jump on the Humbly Arrogant podcast, which, by the way, shout out to those guys, the Humbly Arrogant guys. Shout out to them. Like, they had me on their platform. I enjoyed it there I, before she got on. But anywho, um, it wasn't until a couple months after the hype started dying down. That's what I said. All right, you know what? Let me do it. Let me do it. I'm going to try it, you know. And um, only reason I tried is because I don't... Honestly, I can't give you a solid reason why other than it just sparked my mind to do it because it's like, you know, I like talking. I like doing my Riley randoms, you know, so I might as well bring it on a platform that's suited for that. And honestly, again, I was looking for a co-host. Again, that's when I tapped K Vega and... Again, she wasn't, she didn't take a chance. She didn't give herself a chance to like participate in it and whatever. And I also tapped my engineer SAG and Jesus for a test run on Zoom. I remember clear as day, my Zoom 
my Zoom app kept crashing because of the phone I had. Now that I think about it, it was definitely the phone I had because whenever I had the Zoom and I used it, the shit would overheat and crash. So that didn't work out. And it wasn't until I came across, um, what's his name? The original Black Man Podcast. I forgot his at name. OG, the original Black Man Podcast. And there was a solo podcast. That's what actually inspired me to like make Riley Randoms a solo podcast. So, yeah. Shout out to him. Um, and technically, not even technically, my first guest was Marie Love. And to this day, I really have love for her for that. Like, she's really in the top five for me, just for that long. Like, she put in work over the years for the porn, but she, like, all the other porn stars, I hit up. I hit up Jada Fire. She did the quiet curve on me. I did Capri Style. She bullshitted me. Fuck her. You know? Um, I hit up Melissa Ford. She quiet curved me. I hit up Be Nasty. She quiet curved me. Marie Love is the first one that took a chance on me. Like, I really value that. I really do appreciate that. As well as all the other people that listened to this over the year. Like, for the 12 months since. All the old listeners, I thank y'all. All All the new listeners, I thank y'all. Like... And again, Marie Love, if you still listen to this, thank you for taking the chance. Thank you for giving yourself a chance to be a part of this. I really do appreciate that. As well as I really do appreciate anyone that gave themselves a chance to be a part of this. Skip, Colton, um, Seaflame, um, Kinks with Kiki, you know, um, Palm. Yo, Joey, Aunt, Shang, all y'all. Thank you. I really do. I really do mean that. Thank you for giving yourself a chance to be a part of this. And thank y'all. You know, um, whoever didn't play a part in it, whoever skipped out on it, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not thinking about them other than they played themselves out of something. Because who knows where this is going to be in year two. But, um, yeah, let me just end this off with, check out my website, RileyWrittens.com, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. Follow me on social media at RileyWrittens, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. Um, check out my music. Check out my new song, A Melanin Situation. Check out the visual, which is on YouTube. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Audio Mac, SoundCloud, Riley Rittens, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. And I just want to say again, there may be times I drag my feet. There may be times that I'm, you know, like hyper, you know, sporadic where I drop like two episodes a week and then I go a week and then I go back to one, one, one shit. There may be times that I'd be like stuttering like Porky Pig in this motherfucker. Other times, I'm talking to you coherently. You know, but thank you for being patient with me. Still, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for giving your support to me 
even after I stopped doing OnlyFans reviews. I appreciated that. I still appreciate that. You know? Like, real shit. Thank you for giving yourself a chance to believe in me and shit. That really means a lot to a nigga. And on that note, it's a one.